views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Wow. Hey, everyone. It's so great to be connecting with all of you. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. It's just completely awesome to have all of you here today doing what you do so super, super well. Yeah. And what do I mean by that? You know, this is the time where we get to show up and suit up and fully express who we are. Now, why is this the time that that happens? Well, one of the reasons might be because there's something that has changed. There are things in the air that are shifting left and right. You know, the, the old is just peeling itself away. Uh, and we're seeing it in some of the most interesting places. You know, we're not only seeing it in our day-to-day lives, we're seeing it, you know, in television, we're seeing it in political elections, we're seeing it globally across the world, you know, we're seeing it in our own backyards, we're seeing more and more people step forward and understand the true nature of what it means to live a conscious life. Today, Christine Upchurch is joining me here today. We're going to be talking about top 10 myths about spirituality. Yes, there are some. There are 10 at least, probably maybe one or two more. But the question really is, what are we willing to A, look at, and what are we willing to explore? And then ultimately, what are we willing to change? Christine is somebody that writer, teacher, inspirational speaker, energy healer, host of an incredible radio show, The Christine Upchurch Show, and is somebody that was out in the world talking about energy, vibration, change, and healing way before many, many people. But what does this all boil down to? Well, it boils down to when each of us, as she has done, move beyond your limitations, move beyond your obstacles, heal yourself from cancer, and then decide, I'm passionate, I'm purposeful. Well, I think she decided that before that. And I'm ready to help other people. And so, yeah, this is what I love. This is what I'm talking about. Christine, it's great to have you here. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Pat. It's always a joy to join you. It's so cool. Okay, spirituality, 10 myths about this, Uh right? Right. Okay. I love this because this is really where we get to get real. Oh, yeah. But maybe even politically incorrect. Uh, Don't you got, you have to love that. You know, this is like the new now, though. 
right? Yes. I mean, it's like the politically incorrect is now the politically correct in a lot of ways. It's even funny to say that, isn't it? It is. And, and it's, it's kind of like getting beyond what we're supposed to say and, and getting right down to the truth. Mm. You know, there are, are folks that would say, wait a minute, what is she going to talk about? Ten myths. Mm-hmm. What's a myth? You know, what, what is it about spirituality that we believe and don't believe? But this is where you're going to take us on a journey to look at the beliefs that we have about ourselves and how we are in the world and our spiritual beliefs. Why has this become so important to, today for you, Christine? Why is this right on the top of your radar? Well, I think part of it has to do with my own journey. Um, and just to sort of move back about 20 years, I really <laughs> do believe, Pat, that we went through a stage where people were sort of exiting their religious teachings, or at least, you know, if, if they were staying in their religion, they were trying to eliminate some of the dogma and stepping into sort of a new perspective on spirituality. I'll call that the New Age movement. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's been 25, 30 years. I don't know. Time flies. But anyway, people actually started questioning the dogma that has been presented as spirituality for many years. And that was, you know, at first there was some bucking of the system and, and some pushback. But people have started to more widely accept a broader perspective on um, spirituality. But what has come along through this process is this whole other set of, I'm not going to say so strongly as it's dogma, but it's actually kind of like notions of what it means to be spiritual that has sort of developed within the New Age community. And I do believe that we are beginning to shift into the next stage of our evolution And it's time to sort of reevaluate what that context has actually um, brought to us as like truth and and question it. Because I think that when we're talking about our own conscious development, it's always important to question what is true and what's not. Yeah. And this is really what we're doing in many, many ways, isn't it? You know, we're really looking at, you know, the parts of our lives and pointing to things that I know for myself, reaching back to my childhood And really thinking about some of the things I learned growing up and having them come to a new level of meaning in terms of letting me develop my own view of spirituality. And don't you find that really refreshing that there are so many people out there now and it doesn't matter, you know, what spiritual community you look at or religious communities you look at. You know, you have people that have said, wait a minute. We're not going to be a denomination. We're going to be a Mm non-denomination. And just that language, Christine, alone would be enough to to literally blacklist a a, a pastor. And yet we have one of the most, uh, how should we say it, fastest growing, largest non-denominational Christian pastor out in the world saying everybody is welcome. Now, if that's not a change in the times, I don't know what is. Yeah, and and, it, and it's wonderful, and it's just a part of our evolution, and we are being asked on an energetic level and, and in terms of a world circumstantial level to move forward into something deeper and more spiritual, more conscious. Yeah. yeah. Why is it important for us to take a look at what when something is a myth? You know, and yeah. and we're talking about spirituality today, but I think that question that uh, we're we're really addressing is even broader than that, right? Oh, absolutely. I I think it benefits us to question what's really truthful and what might be a misconception or a myth, because when we buy into something as truth and it's not, it actually 
we're, we're actually proceeding in our lives as though it were truth. And it creates limitations. It creates constriction. It, it misleads us down the wrong path of when we're on our journey. And in terms of questioning myths about spirituality, I think it's really important to do that because, you know, I'm sure all your listeners are very aware of their sort of personal conscious evolution. And they, they have a desire to be as spiritual as possible, to re- live with their soul leading the way down their path. So if you can find out that something's really not truthful and you thought it was and it's been con- sort of controlling the direction of your path, I think it's really, really powerful. It's empowering because it allows you to kind of say, wait a minute, I should be going down this way or I've been you know, barking up the wrong tree for too long. It should be easier than this. Yeah. And, you know, this is really where we're getting people to really explore the whole notion of, you know, uh, many words for it, higher power, God, angels, light beings, so forth and so on. Uh You know, what do you think about the day and age we're living in now, which is called this fourth? I mean, I guess the question that a lot of people are asking, wow, why now? Mm -hmm. You know, why this year? And, 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 you know, this famous why question why so fast acceleration point yeah. of this, Christine, right? Right. Well, I, I do believe that there's some fast moving energetic shifts of, of the planet. You know, we our our planet is, you know, it's got this magnetism to it. It's it's got this these energetic pathways and it actually is very connected to our consciousness. And as our earth shifts, as the the, the field of our earth shifts the energetics of Gaia, so to speak, um, how we fit into it or don't fit into it can change. So I think what's happening is many of us who've been on our paths think we've got it down in terms of manifestation, think we've got it down in terms of relationships. And then all of a sudden, something shifts and those things that were working for us before are no longer working. Or we've been in in a state of complacency for many years and then all of a sudden we're feeling kicked in the behind to move forward in a new way. But whatever the path, I think many of us are saying, huh, something's stuck here, something's not right, and they're getting this inner urging to shift. And I really do believe it's it's because the the earth, the universe, so to speak, is inviting us to shift with it yeah. so that we can have comfort and ease and expansion on a very grand level. Wow. So you have your top ten. Oh, yeah. You have. uh, And boy, they are really brilliant. (laughs) Um, You've come up with top 10 myths, top 10 things that, you know, we think are absolutely true, uh, Uh but maybe not so much. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think that I will possibly step on some politically, you know, I might, might be stepping on some politically incorrect toes. But I do believe that when you really start to look at it, and in a deeper level, I think most people would come to agreement that, yeah, perhaps that looking at it that way, it is indeed a myth. Well, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, get ready, get your pen, get your paper out, get your smartphone out that you might want to write on, because Christine's going to take us through what these are and why they are so important. If it is a myth, then we start to question things. How does questioning give us awareness? Let's take a short break, everyone. Christine Upchurch in the house. We'll be right back.
Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. Join the Pacific Northwest EFT Tappers at the 6th Annual Tappers Gathering, March 19th at Bastyr University in Seattle. You will learn EFT applications, forge a strong community, and share healing stories. The event raises money and awareness for EFT tapping scientific research. Net proceeds go to our 501c3 nonprofit to further prove the efficacy of EFT. Bring your cards and information for a fun and inspiring day of networking. Visit nwtappersgathering.com or call 360-661-6877. Chris Stanis is a spiritual leader and healer and teaches a course on how you can transform your life through a meditation and healing system that will manifest your spirit's dreams. She manifested the Women of Wisdom Conference, the Women of Wisdom book, and this radio show. And she can show you how to change your life, too. Are you ready? Visit the website and contact her at VoicesOfWomenToday.com. That's VoicesOfWomenToday.com. A morning filled with dynamic, inspirational music, spirituality, and uplifting messages by T.J. Woodward. Come and connect with community conversations and awaken your senses. Awakened Living Sundays with T.J. Woodward. Join T.J. every Sunday in the San Francisco Bay Area Chapel at Fort Mason and live streaming online, 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Pacific Time. To learn more and access the live stream, visit www.awakenedlivingsf.org. Awaken to your radiant, authentic self. For over 15 years, Soul Purpose Advocate Nancy Monson has been focused on leading change in the lives of those looking to live their true purpose. She is devoted to supporting people and living a soul-directed life every day. Let Nancy help you overcome fear, worry, and doubt. Visit EverydaySpirituality.com to learn how Nancy can be your Soul Purpose Advocate. The doctor is in. Tune in to the hit show, The Psychic Love Doctor, with host Deborah Lee. Deborah's life affirming, highly perceptive reading method has taught Deborah how to zero in on specific problems with relationships, career pursuits, and current roadblocks to success and happiness. Join Deborah Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific and for a special broadcast the second Thursday of every month at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Oh my goodness, I am so sorry to say I totally know that song. Totally like, okay, I don't even know how old that song is, but it's back there. Uh, Christine Upchurch is in the house. Top 10 myths about spirituality. Uh, Christine, before we kind of get into this, because man, I, I think that, you know, this is really important. Folks, get ready to write these down. What's the best way for people to find out more about you and definitely tell folks about your show? Um, the best way to connect with me is through christineupchurch.com. That's C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-U-P-C-H-U-R-C-H.com. And uh, my show is The Christine Upchurch Show. 
on Fridays at 11 a.m. on Transformation Talk Radio and KKNW and some other places. Yes. Uh, Yes, some other places. For those of you out there, you already know that that's on Spreaker and iHeart and so forth. And so, okay, top 10, Hmm. top 10. And there's got to be a reason that these popped up for you. These, it's got to be some kind of experience. Where do we start? What's number one? I would or say ten. Okay. Depends on what order you want to go. Let, with. Let's start with number one. All right. Number one is we should seek spirituality. Now, you know, for the longest time, I bought into this. I think a lot of people bought into this. I think a lot of people are still buying into this. That it's something we should seek. And there are a couple of reasons I think that it's actually not a good thing to do. First mm. and foremost, this concept of seeking spirituality for many means looking outside of themselves for something spiritual, looking outside of themselves for a leader, looking outside of themselves for wisdom, when in fact the divine resides within us. And even those things that are spiritual that occur and are reflected back to us from the outside of us our experience of it is a very personal thing. So truly, the, um, the spiritual experience is within. The second part where I think that seeking spirituality is not a, a good concept is by seeking spirituality, it means that there's some sort of pursuit or striving. And, and that is actually the last way you should find your spirituality because, in, in fact, what happens is if you are, are striving, if you are pursuing, if you are chasing it in one way or another, you're not going to find it because it comes, it arises within that place of just allowing and being. So it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's our natural birthright. We are spiritual beings, right? It's our right. natural birthright. And it's kind of like saying, okay, I'm going to take a bite out of a piece of chocolate cake, a really yummy piece of chocolate cake, right? Right. And instead of just like being present with it and enjoying it and having the experience, because it's just, you know, the experience of taste, you think, oh, am I tasting this correctly? Um, and, and do I have taste buds? And how many taste buds do I have? I've never counted my taste buds. And hmm, how do I go about tasting this properly? Instead of, instead of doing that, what do we do? We just sort of enjoy it. We're present with it. With our spirituality, it's the same sort of thing. It comes in that moment-to-moment experience of life, and it is as real as our taste buds. So by thinking in terms of pursuing it, it actually is counterproductive to experiencing it. Yeah, and you know, uh, in seeking, it's don't you also um, hear the words lost? Oh, yes. I need to find, seek. I mean, what do we say? Hide and seek? Right, right. So right. something is lost, and I have to find it. Yes, and it's not lost. It's <laughs> it's it's there in our awareness. You know, all we just have to do is open our eyes. It's kind of like, you know, our with our spirituality. If we can have this sort of childlike openness and awareness, it's going to appear. It's going to appear in 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 little ways as well as big ways. But we just have to have this kind of openness to the experience. Yeah. And boy, that is that in itself really is a game changer, it don't is. you think? Oh, absolutely. Because well, I think for so many of us, we have devoted a lot of time, a lot of energy, and a lot of money um, to pursuing our spirituality. And yes, there there is wisdom out there. There there are things we can do to in, enhance our experience. But really, the experience resides within, and it is our natural birthright. Uh, 
Okay, boy, if that if that's the first one, I can't wait to hear the rest. <laughs> uh, so the second spiritual myth is emotions aren't spiritual. Are you sure? Am I sure if that's a myth? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Absolutely. It's funny because um, there's a lot of emotion bashing out there, particularly, I think it's less within the some of the religious communities, but even more so within the... Um, the new age community. There are there are the positive and and um, spiritual emotions of let's see joy, compassion, love, and then there are the ego based uh, emotions of let's see um, anger, um, jealousy, rage. Yeah. You know, you, you name them, right? Yeah. So there's this dichotomy that the spiritual emotions, the ego-based emotions, the good ones, the bad ones. And I tell you, they're all spiritual. Every single emotion that comes through us is spiritual. It's, it's, it's not a good or bad. It just is. And with, um, with the emotions, if you can view it as a navigation system that's, that's leading you to a more soul-led life, if, it's, if, it's, if you can view it as spiritual guidance, then it's a game-changer. For instance, yeah. let's say you're experiencing a positive emotion, you know, a, a what would some would consider to be a spiritual emotion. That's communicating to you from your soul what is good for your soul, what you need more of, what you should look for in life, you know? You have an interaction with with, you know, somebody, a stranger in a store and suddenly that feels really important to connect with strangers. That's your soul saying you need to connect more. Or, you know, you, you're having an experience where, you know, suddenly you, you are thinking in terms of shifting your career and, and all of a sudden you start to feel energized. You know, the, the joy within, the, the possibility, the hope, that's telling you from your soul directly to your, your, your ego and personality self that that's a path you should go down. Okay, so let's take a look at the negative emotions, right? The 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 ego-based emotions, as some would say, they're actually navigation. If you have one of these negative emotions, you know, and I, again, it's I, I don't like calling them good, bad, right. but that's the way people think of them. The, the anger, you know, the, the resentment, the jealousy, whatever, it's giving you important guidance, and it's telling you one of two things. It's telling you, A, what's happening now is discordant to your soul. Yeah, this is this is something you should stay away from. Or B, you've got some pain and some woundedness that needs to be explored and released. So the key here with the emotions is to think in terms of them being a navigational system. But instead of just experiencing the emotions, if you can actually take a step back and say, when you, particularly when you're experiencing one of these, you know, more negative emotions, if you can say huh, what is my soul telling me right now? And actually, instead of staying just totally immersed in the emotion, honor what that emotion is telling you and, 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 and na- start to navigate your life in that direction so that you can actually live your life more fully and experience more joy and love. Yeah. And you know what I love about this is the way that you're talking about it, Christine, it's really brilliant because if we went back and we looked at some of the stories, everything from the journey that the Buddha had Mm -hmm. to Jesus walking the earth to Moses, 
if we go back and we removed all of what we're calling negative emotions from that, Uh from all of their journeys, boy, we would have a very different picture and not have learned very much. Oh, you're so right, Pat. And I think that the the judgment, the external judgment, but more importantly, the self-judgment about emotions is detrimental because it takes us away from loving ourselves and it also takes us away from that, that important navigation that we're receiving. Wow. Well, how about number three? Ah, let's see. Number yeah. three. This is a good one that, that a lot of people buy into. <laughs> On our spiritual path, the goal is to transcend the physical body. Yes. What does that even mean? Because that is like, I think I know what you're talking about, but I really think that there are 500. Well, what is it? There are 50 shades of this, boy, that Uh people think are true. Right, right. So first of all, the the, the underlying assumption here is the body's not spiritual, which, you know, we've actually chosen, you know, we've come from this place of, of spiritual bliss and we've chosen to come into the limitation of the physical to experience the limitations, but to experience the contrast of, you know, pain and pleasure, um, joy and sadness, you know, the, and the body actually is another navigation system for us because it tells us on, on one level or another, you know, it's kind of like you put your hand on a stove as a little kid and you know, oh, I shouldn't do that, right? But right. As, as you go about life, whether it's through, you know, the, the gut level feeling or the, um, the, the pleasure that you get interacting with, you know, somebody holding their hand or cuddling with a pet, that's actually giving you guidance on the physical level about um, what is taking you down the more spiritual path and what's not. So it's... It actually gives us guidance, and, and this concept that we're going to transcend it, yes, we will transcend it, and the time we transcend it is upon our passing over. And, you know, it, we may have transcendent moments where we realize we're not our bodies, but we've chosen these physical bodies for good reason, to experience this, this concept of separation, this, this, the contrasts, and to, to live in the, the the joy and the, the sorrow and the pain and, and the bliss of our physicality. Yeah. And you know what I, you know what I think about when I think about this, I'm really struck by our pop culture right now, Christine. I really am. I mean, I, I'm, I, I get to work with people, our age ranges on, on the Dr. Pacho team. I mean, we're talking about like 20 something, one uh-huh. or two to like uh 66. Right. And so it is amazing that we actually get along and really do love each other. Uh And yet at the same time, I'm looking out in the world and there isn't a single indication out there in our movies, in our music, uh, even in the spiritual community of us showing up as nothingness. Mm -hmm. Right. 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 I mean, think about it. We're not having a pop movie come out there that says, let's talk about, let's talk about energy. Let's talk about spirituality and let's have nothing on the screen. <laughs> right? Right. Because that's what it would look like, right. wouldn't it? It would. It absolutely yeah. would. Yeah. And because we wouldn't need our physical senses after all, right? And, and <laughs> <laughs> but the, exactly. The, the, there, there's, exactly. there's a lot to be gotten out of, you know, experiencing the beauty of a sunset or, you know, tasting that chocolate cake or <laughs> making love or, you know. All these things are positive experiences, but 
those more painful experiences also teach us something important as well within the context of this incarnation. Absolutely. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to spend the next half hour with Christine telling us about the rest of these, these myths that we so are familiar with. But really, this is how you get to see how they show up in your life. We're actually going to skip the next break. We're going to take a short one here and we'll be right back with the show. Christine Upchurch is in the house, everyone. We'll be right back. Shine on radio. Find your shine with Kelly is the show that celebrates what makes you, you. Join co-hosts Kelly Wadler and Dr. Pat Basile as they break down how to brilliantly fuel and move your body and love what makes you shine. Kelly is a professional arts and wellness coach dedicated to helping brilliant women find their confidence, energy, self-love, and shine. Tune in to Shine On Radio with Kelly and find your shine on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat, joined here by Dr. Nusheen Darvish. Dr. Pat Basili and Dr. Nusheen Darvish will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. I'm so excited to be talking about this. We have so much to share. Dr. Darvish and I are planning to do is connect the dots. People suffering with all sorts of chronic diseases, it's time. It is time for them to transform. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio and help keep our mission strong. For the loyal listeners out there that have been listening to this incredible show on Lyme disease, we are not going to let you down. We're going to come through stronger and enrich the platform for Lyme disease awareness through Lyme Talk Radio. The message will continue. The conversations will become stronger and the healing epic. Francine Vale is a being of light. She believes that all people of planet Earth are as well. As co-host of the Angel Healer Radio Show, Francine teaches you heart-centered ways to manifest healing on your own behalf and how to integrate love more fully into your daily life. Connect with your angels as you find your life flowing with ease and harmony. Walk the path of light with Francine and Dr. Pat Basili every month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Have you been seeing numbers like 111 and 222 everywhere you go? Do you feel that the universe may be trying to get your attention, perhaps offering a message of some sort? As it turns out, numerical patterns and certain types of geometry form the very fabric of our reality, from cells under a microscope to the astronomy of our night sky. At Stellar Reflections, we offer special sessions which tap into these patterns, designed specifically to support you on your journey. The 111 and 222 activations are sessions activating new patterns in your energy field, which in turn can help you create new patterns in your life. After just one session with a practitioner, either in person or via distance, clients report gaining greater clarity, becoming more intuitive, and honoring their inner truth as they move forward in their lives. Curious about what these transformational sessions might do for you? Call 425-999-9836 or visit StellarReflections.com. That's StellarReflections.com. What are vibes? We often use this word, but did you know vibes can actually be useful and help solve our everyday challenges? 
Embark on an exciting learning journey with Caitlin Keat, 11-time Visionary Award winner, specialist in vibrational energy, and the creator of Vibes Up. Join Caitlin as she takes you through the world of vibrational therapy and energy healing with natural solutions for a modern world. Visit VibesUp.com to learn more today. Hey, everybody. It is so great to have Christine Upchurch here. Are you ready for it? Uh, yeah. Is it possible that some of the long-held popular beliefs about spirituality are actually misconceptions? Well, if you're me, if you're Christine, probably along the way we've discovered, yeah, that's true. So today she is taking us on a journey. This healer, self-empowerment leader, radio talk show host, fabulous hit radio talk show host, by the way, you know, one of the top shows on Transformation Talk Radio. You guys voted for that and are telling us you want more of it. That's why we're doing this show today. Boom. There it is. Top 10 myths about spirituality with Christine Upchurch. You know, Christine, I love talking about this because this is the time where we have to stop saying this. This is what we have to stop saying. This is me now. I have to stop saying I'm peeling the onion back. I'm done with the onion. Okay? <laughs> yes. We've cried enough onion tears, haven't I'm we? I'm done with the onion. Because what happens when you peel the onion back? You get nothing. Uh-huh. If you peel an onion back, there's nothing in the onion. Uh-huh. And so we don't want to peel the onion back. We want to get that onion, cut, cut it up, saute it, throw it in a frying pan <laughs> with some really good butter, and smother it over whatever our favorite food is. Right. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, okay, these myths and, and really taking us through another way to look at them, this is really where we are in our spiritual journey. We have got to be able to do this, right? We do. So tell us what comes next. Okay. The next myth on my list is spirituality is best experienced in retreat or isolation. Hmm. Now, um, you know, I, I'm not saying there's, there isn't value in going on a spiritual retreat or doing things like meditating or gathering to, with other spiritually like-minded people for some sort of ceremonial, you know, retreat or isolation or connection, right? But the thing is, I think a lot of people think that this is the way to experience spirituality, and it is only one way. And in fact, the the juiciest spiritual experiences are those that we experience in our daily lives in the middle of our chaos, in the middle of our, you know, imperfect, you know, ups and downs of normal day, daily living, because that is where we get validation that it's not something we're sort of conjuring up. It's something that's automatically flowing through us. So it's, it's kind of like um, it, it allows us to sort of view spirituality differently if we don't have such attachment to needing to do it separately. I've had students in my class say, classes say things like, oh, well, I'm really not you know, getting further on my path because I'm not taking the time to meditate for an hour every day. And I'd look at them and say, well, what do you mean? I mean, you can have a conversation with your inner self, with your guides, while you're driving along, while you're stuck in the freeway, you know. Spirituality is not something that just happens to us 
when we spend a lot of time focusing on being spiritual, it is something that happens on a moment-to-moment basis. It can happen when we're sitting in a traffic jam. It can happen to us while we're eating jam. It's, it's a matter of being present. So, yes, the compartmentalization, the, the, the retreat, the isolation can benefit us and can actually give us some context. Like, okay, with meditation, this is what it feels like to be sort of like more of the observer than actually the person experiencing it. That can come in handy during our daily lives. But the, 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 some of the, the, the best parts of spirituality is experiencing it within the natural flow of our moment-to-moment lives. Yeah, I think this came up because what was happening and, you know, I know where this came up. Oh, boy, I was talking about I was talking about an experience I had actually sitting next to Bob Dylan way back Ooh. earlier this morning. I was talking about that. And, you know, one of the things I think that shows up with this is this idea that there's something that is happening within us that doesn't allow us to focus well enough, even amongst a crowd, to be spiritual. Uh-huh. Now, that is so far from the truth. It is. All it's... you need to do is watch people in crisis that are together. Uh-huh. We saw it. We saw how people come together in earthquakes and so forth. Right. But that is that is the myth around what we've developed, right? It is a myth. And um, when we get to one of the other myths, I'll, I'll sort of illuminate okay, cool. one of the reasons why we've sort of gone that direction. Okay, I can't wait. All right, so which one is next now? Myth number five. Yeah. How much we give to others is a measure of how spiritual we are. This one bugs me so much because... Yeah, I'm actually thinking about what you just said because my brain doesn't want to process that. Okay, yeah. (laughs) it's, It's almost like we need to be giving to others in order to be spiritual. Well... When you're on your spiritual path and you, you found wholeness and joy within yourself, you naturally want to give to others. But what happens is people put the cart before the horse. And instead of focusing on, you know, creating the internal joy and focusing on their own inner growth, they focus externally on giving to others. Now, I have to say, you know, as, as a mother, I understand that when you're parenting you know, a young child, you know, or a child of any age, that sometimes you have to give more than you have. You know, and it, and it and it's not always easy. But really, in terms of um, spirituality, it's kind of like you give. O- you should give only if it is coming up naturally for you. Yeah. A couple of things you. happen. People think that somehow by setting boundaries, they're not being spiritual, which um, I call BS. Because in order to honor your spiritual path, you need to be able to set boundaries. You need to keep yourself on path and say no to situations, to people, to circumstances that are not benefiting you on your journey. That's really important. The other thing that happens with this concept that, you know, in order to be spiritual, we have to be, you know, we we get measured by how much we give to others, is we end up getting codependent, thinking, oh, well, I'm going to help others by fixing other people. And so essentially you're finding your own worthiness through what you're doing for others. And it's actually disempowering to you because you need to find that love and worthiness within, it, regardless of who you're helping or not. And secondly, when you're in that codependent situation, you're actually disempowering the person you're helping because you're stating to them on an unspoken level, I don't trust that you're able to do this yourself, so you need my help. So this this concept of, you know, how spiritual we are is measured by how much we give to others is a, a misnomer, and we need to let go of that. Um, yes, the, the help will come naturally from us when we give to others, 
But more importantly, really, this is from sort of my energetic perspective. The most important contribution you can provide to this planet, to the universe, is through your vibration. And you can only shift your vibration to be more soul-led, to be more connected with spirit by taking care of yourself first. Yeah. And you know that what you're talking about, I was looking at the list you put together and I thought to myself, once we once we move past number five, if we can wrap our minds around that, the rest of these myths that you put together will mm-hmm. open up a completely different door of life. Right. Because it's what you just said to me is, wait a minute, I am not deserving of spiritual pleasures uh-huh. because I am not given enough. That's right. And so it really links to, I looked at this and I thought, okay, now I get it. Took me a little bit to get to five. But then when I got to number five, I thought, oh my gosh, now I get six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh-huh. And, and it's important because if I don't get this one, I think I'm doomed. Yeah. And, and it's a really important one. And I think that mm-hmm. we've been misled not yeah. only within certain religions, but also within the context of the yeah. New Age community. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Number six. Number I love six. this one. Spiritual <laughs> lessons must be difficult or painful. Yeah. In other words, we must suffer. Yeah. Oh, yes. And, yeah. and yes, people can have amazingly transcendent experiences after hitting rock bottom from, mm-hmm. say, addiction or loss or illness. Um, but, you know, when I was experiencing the early stages of cancer and facing sort of this from the psychological perspective, the, the, the potential of dying very young and not having the experiences mm-hmm. of children and travel that I so wanted, um, I, you know, I, I had a very profound experience at one point when I was doing all the, the right things, you know, the doctors had nothing to offer me, but I was doing all the right things in terms of visualization and, you know, my diet and all this stuff. And it was getting worse and worse. And there came a moment when all of a sudden I realized I have no control over my body. The health of my body I have no control over. And I began to sob and sob and let go. And at that moment, I heard someone somewhere saying, aha, now you get it. Mm. Now we can work together to heal you. And at that moment, things began to shift. And I realized that with my own experience, and I believe with so many of these, these rock bottom, hit rock bottom and then transcend to, you know, a, yeah. a total life transformation, what happens is there's a certain type of surrender, a letting go. And the point is with our spirituality, that letting go is key to experiencing it. It's not about controlling and pursuing as we were talking about before. And it's not about having to hit rock bottom. It's about being in the moment and, and allowing that which could be, you know, taking a bite out of that perfect strawberry and really experiencing the fullness, the joy, feeling that the the tingling in your body as you're being fully present or standing next to somebody in the grocery store line and realizing that they're suffering and pain and being present with that and allowing it or cuddling with our, our pet, you know, whatever it is. Yes. We can be in the moment in that place of allowing and have that spiritual experience so we don't have to go to hit rock bottom to get to that surrender. You know, and I love this because what you and I are doing right now for me, I come on air every day and this is my, this is my Zen. Mm -hmm. There isn't a show, Christine, and I know you know, you say this as well, that you and I, there isn't a show we haven't done where when we're done with it, 
uh, we have not, at least for me, I have not felt like I've just had a spiritual experience. Right. And that is hard to explain to people because I can't quantify it. Yeah. And it, and it's about being in that flow, being in that, that state of flow, which yeah. is soul led. Um, and, yeah. and it, yeah. And, and it's perfect in that sense. I love it. Yeah. Wow. Boy, get ready for these next okay. couple, folks. Just tipping you off. <laughs> Myth number seven. <laughs> to be spiritually evolved, it is mm. important for us to experience oneness. Well, you know, I, there, there's a lot of oneness talk out there. And I'll, I suspect that probably 99.99% of the people who talk about, well, we're, we're all one, really, only know it in theory, right? And it's kind of like... It's sort of the, the top-down version, kind of like the old-fashioned, you know, religious, you know, like, okay, well, well, you know, we're the religious authority and we're telling you how it is. Yeah. I think yeah. that people can understand it in theory or they really want to believe it but haven't fully experienced it. And you know what? We come in here as separate beings. We come from that place of oneness, that blissful connection where we are everything and everyone and they yeah. are us and it's perfect and we choose to get into this separateness so that we can experience the limitation. And yes, we may on our spiritual journey actually have a moment, maybe more than a few moments, of experiencing that full connection to everything. But that's not exactly why we're here so much. It's about these lessons that we learn within the context of this imagined separation. So I don't believe that it's it's kind of like you you have to have experienced yeah. that or you have to be experiencing that on a regular basis and um, in order to be spiritual. Yeah. And by the way, I love that you put that in there. I saw that and I thought, yeah, because we spend a lifetime in see, in search of like what you said for number one, uh-huh. in search of oneness. And when we don't get it, we feel like we have let our life down. We have yes. let our, our God down uh-huh. or our, whatever it is. We just and again, not enough. Right. Yep, and that, that self-judgment actually impedes our spiritual development. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and all leading up to this next myth. Okay. <laughs> Money isn't spiritual. <laughs> oh. And I know I'm probably stepping on some politically correct toes right now, you know. No, but I, I think we need to talk about it. Too. Because I don't know how these people roamed the earth thousands of years ago. I mean, they didn't do it based on their good looks. I know, I know. And it, it's funny because... You know, there's that expression out there that's that's often misquoted. Um, money is the root of all evil. Yeah. When in fact the expression is the love of money is the root of all evil. Thank well, you. When you when you think about what money is, money is a concrete physical manifestation of energy, and we have energy flowing through us. We have energy flowing between us. It's basically saying, okay, well, I've I've put in this energy to receive this these bills here or credit card, whatever, you know, and I'm transferring that energy over to you to give something, get something in return. It is actually a representation of flow. And I tell you that there's so many people who have judgment about money and they're the very people who are stuck, who really want to do something like, you know, move forward in their spiritual practice by giving to others through healing, by giving to others through music, whatever it is they want to do, but they can't do it because they can't make enough money at it, but but they've got all this judgment about money. Really, if you accept it as this natural flow of energy that is our birthright to receive that flow and to move it on to somebody else, then it is actually holy. Yes, it can, in the wrong hands, it can be 
um, used to control and to manipulate the world. And yet, if we open to this birthright of the natural abundance of the universe, then we in turn can have more money Mm -hmm. to help shift the world and keep those people who want to use money in the wrong way from having power, too much power in the world. Oh, and you and I can do, we should do like a whole show just on this. Oh, yeah. That'd because be a good one. it's having money that people believe isn't spiritual and not having money and what happens in the disempowerment of both of those. Right. And boy, I love what you said. Guess what? It's simply an exchange. Yeah, it is. It is. It's energy. Yes. Okay. Spiritual myth number nine. And boy, this is going <laughs> to tick some people off. There are no differences between men and women in how they experience spirituality. Well, you know, I really couldn't tell you because I don't remember my past lives clearly enough to, to, to be able to tell male versus female. But this is what scientists are starting to discover. The brains of men and women are different in terms of how much the left side of the brain and the right side of the brain talk to each other. So if we experience spirituality and, you know, those, those downloads that flow from the right side of the brain and we somehow need to communicate it with the left side of the brain, if we have more connectors between the two sides of the brain. As as females, we've got more of those. It may be easier for us to actually, you know, in the moment, allow that flow to come in, get the in- intuition, get that spiritual flow incorporated moment to moment in our daily lives. However, with men, there are fewer of those connections. So it may actually be more beneficial to males to to spend more time with things like meditation and retreat mm-hmm. so that they can actually get to that place of opening and really paying attention to the connections and you can create more connections too but connections between that side of the brain and the other side of the brain but the thing is the point is we actually have the sense of oh well spirituality should be the same for everybody but right. we incarnate into different type into different genders we can we incarnate into different cultures we incarnate into different religions different bodies our experience is going to be unique, and so we should stop comparing ourselves, or, or actually, even worse than that, you know, we should, we should, you know, is is sort of saying this is the way because it works for me. Um, it should be more about just yeah. accepting that there are differences. Yeah, this is not a one size fits all to spirituality. It's course. not. It's not. No. No. Yeah. No. No, and I love that you included that. In I know. There. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I know it's going to tick some people off, but whatever. You know, I'm speaking my truth. It's good as I, I know it. Real. You know, which is yeah. fluid. <laughs> Myth number ten: spirituality should feel exceptional or out of the ordinary. This Ex- is a big one. Yeah, it really is. This I is think a big that one. you know, people may have heard of some major spiritual experiences that somebody else has had, or they might have had moments in their lives where they're they feel fully connected. They're, they're, they're really in that flow. And then what happens is they think that that's the way it should be. And so if it's not, they're disappointed. And what happens is that's, that's attachment to having spirituality show up in a particular way when, in fact, spirituality is this flow of spirit. It's flow of energy that moves through us, through, through our bodies, through our energy field, through our, you know, our personalities, our psyches. And through our emotions. And it's a moment-to-moment kind of thing. So really, uh, if we let go of that, then the mundane can become quite spiritual. It really can. And we just need to be sort of open to whatever is, is coming up. If we have that attachment and we just look for those big experiences, then what happens is 
we become more and more disappointed. We actually allow less and less of the spiritual into our lives. And, and that is actually constricting of our spiritual development. And, yeah. and here's the paradoxical kind of, you know, footnote to this. The more you just sort of allow the mundane spiritual experience to come into your awareness, the yeah. more profound it becomes. Yeah. So it actually becomes bigger and bigger. But you can't go by looking for the bigness. You have to, you have to sort of look for what is and see what unfolds. Because we'll miss it, Christine. Oh, I don't yeah. know about you, but I have had some of the most what do we want to say? Subtle spiritual experiences. Uh-huh, right. Yeah. I have Thank to. you for putting that one in there because we're all waiting for the big bang of our spiritual development. We here. are. We are. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, you know, um, I, I said it was a top 10 list, right? And that was number 10. Right. But um, there is a number 11. That's a bonus. Now. Yeah. It's like spirituality remains unchanging or constant. And, you know, there, you your listeners may be saying, well, why did she put in the 11th if she only said 10? Well, well, here's the deal. We have expectations. Our expectations get in the way all sorts, in, or all sorts of ways in our lives, and spirituality included. Um, so if we think that, okay, it, it has to be a certain way. It has to be the way it was before. That's the way I experienced spirituality. You know, I had tingling here. I felt this heartfelt connection when I went into this church or whatever it was. And it no longer feels that way. You get disappointed. And you're not open to what is flowing through. There is an ebb and flow to our spirituality. There is um, a a, a changing. It's kind of like, you know, a a river. The water is always flowing through. But it's it's sometimes going to be faster, sometimes going to be slower, down, maybe down to a trickle. It's actually going to change Sometimes the, the, the flow, you know, and there'll be some drier areas and there'll be some areas where there'll, there'll be new flow. And if we just sort of stay in this place of looking for what is as opposed to having expectations, that place of what is is that place where spirituality blooms into this reality. Wow. These are incredible. I love this. Christine Upchurch, everyone. Now, Christine, I know people are going to want to know, how am I going to find out more about these? Certainly, uh-huh. if you've missed any any part of this, we're actually going to take these, make a nice little cool video of them, but most importantly, a play tonight. But what's the best way for people can find out about some of your classes and how can they get a one-on-one session with you? And thank you for today. Oh, it's been a joy. And people can connect with me through christineupchurch.com. I've also got a a blog in progress about these top 10 spiritual myths because it just it feels important to get it out there in in multiple ways. And I'm really grateful to have had the experience chatting with you about these, Pat, because I know that you understand you get these. And and so it's been fun to talk about them. Yeah, because guess why? We live them. You know, if someone said to me and I know you know this. You know, how do I know what a pothole looks like? Uh I've stepped into a few. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've stepped into a few. Sometimes my friends have had to throw a ladder down to get me out of them. Uh, right. And then sometimes I, I dug, dug deep for a tool and popped out myself. But thank you so much for all you do, Christine. This was amazing. Oh, thank you, What Pat. would you like to leave us with personal message? Uh, just to be loving to yourself. And through that loving awareness, your spirituality will unfold. Oh, awesome. Hey, everybody, make sure you listen to these tonight. Please get a hold of Christine. Go to ChristineUpchurch.com. Tune into our shows Friday at 11. And uh, we're going to take a shorty. We'll be right back.
Preceding audio was via a Skype call.